episode number 5252 of The Sharp and the Square. Off of Masters Weekend, Mr. Justin Santoup, you hit a winner with Hideki. As the sort of, sort of a winner. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't want. I mean, it was a winner, but you didn't exactly give it out as no, like an he, outright. Yes, you're right, and that's right? that's no, you're right, and that's the um, that's that's kind of why I feel a little guilty about it. Uh, it was it was a FOMO bet, you know. I parlayed it with I parlayed it with the Baylor money line um, last week because I just felt like Hideki was really trending upwards, and it just felt like nobody was on him and great course history. But like, it's tough to really give out Hideki because he he doesn't really win, you know. He hasn't won since 2017, and like, but I like Hideki man a lot. I mean, so, Hideki's a beast. Look what he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's tough to really say like I hit a winner because it shouldn't really go on my ledger, but like at the end of the day, um, it's cash in the bank now. That's right. Uh, so I'm pretty happy about it. And it was a pretty good Masters tournament. Um, it got interesting on the last day. Uh, Shawfley looked dead to start the round, but then he start he made a charge late, and then Hideki put a one in the water which really hurt him. Uh, and then Shoffley just, man, just triple bogey in that par three. Just uh, that was it. He was dead as soon as that happened. Yeah, it was. Um, so in my opinion, it was a great Masters tournament. Yeah. Uh, and it, it played exactly how it should play. And it should play this way every year going forward. Um, I just, I, I, it should be firm. It should be fast. It should record. It should reward whoever's hitting their irons the best that week, and that, mm-hmm. that that's exactly what happened. And if you aren't dialed in, it doesn't matter who you are, what your name is, you will not play well. Yeah, DJ, Rory, Brooks, Ugh, Rory. like these guys all missed the cut. Um, don't get me started on Rory. Don't get me started on Rory. Is he dead? He, I mean, he's he ain't dead, but. I'm just I, I got to take a break from him uh, for a while now. Like, oh, Rory, he was a stink bomb. Um, it was it was great because I, there was never a point really until Saturday afternoon, um, when Hideki went just bonkers nuclear on the back nine. Yeah. Um, to take to take a four shot lead into Sunday, there wasn't a point until then where like you felt like you really knew who was going to win. There were a right. And guys that were just in the mix without really anybody breaking free, like just right. right Thursday. But like you texted me Thursday night, like this this motherfucker is done. Like he, I literally he, said that. Yeah, like he he's not. No, and I kind of agreed, but like at the same point, at the same time, like you never really know. Like, yeah, it could be like that crazy awesome week because he does have that ceiling. But but he he was seven under after Thursday. I think he finished four under for the week, five under. So like you know, so. But Spieth was in it. He played well. And if he had put like normally, I think he would have won. Um, JT was in it for a while and then had just this weird mental lapse. Yeah, he looked like he was going to make a charge at one point. He It felt like he was building up to that all week. And then yep. on the R5 13th coming right out of the delay um, on Saturday, he just played the whole like like we would. Like, like put it in the drink. <laughs> Bad wedge shot three like it was like he just had a mental lapse like he went like 10 minutes 
like just in in space and it cost him the tournament um i think he'll win a green jacket eventually might be next year like he's fantastic but you know hideki was there uh xander was there um it was it was a really great great even like zalatoris man what a showing for him yeah yeah he was fun to watch man he was and he's he's gonna win a big event soon like you just feel Mm -hmm. it um Mm -hmm. Our boy, the Canadian Cannon, continues to play well. Corey Connors. Dude, I, I mean, he's starting to really impress me. Mm-hmm. Like, we've known how good a ball striker he is for a long time, but, like, he just couldn't putt. He's starting to, like, pop up, like, a lot and top ten in big events. And it's not just, like, oh, yeah, like, Corey Connors, like, long shot. Like, he's starting to play his way into being, like, a real, real golfer. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It was a great tournament because like I felt like the best player this week won. And I think, I think Hideki had the best week all around. Um, And I'm just, he won. And it was, I think it's a great moment for golf uh, more than anything. No doubt. Like Hideki is, I mean. He's God now in Japan. Yeah, he is. And if you, and he's been, he's kind of been that way there for a long time. And like, he would have been just solidified it. Yeah. First ever Japanese golfer to win a major. And the thing about Hideki is like for the last five, six years, seven years, he has been that good. Like he's been a consistent top 10 golfer who has, I mean, like he's, he's very, I mean, he's just very good. Like he's been very good for a long time. He just, and in 2017, I think he won like three huge events. Like he won the Memorial and he won a WGC and he's just been knocking on the door and he just, you never got there. And, you know, it just shows that when you're a world-class golfer, you can have one of those weeks um, where you make the putts and Hideki made the putts and he's, you know, it's such an interesting time in golf because there are so many elite golfers where like, it's going to be really hard to string together multiple majors. So you look at the best golfers on the planet right now, right? DJ has won two majors. JT has won one major. Rory has won four. Like Brooks has won four. Mm-hmm. He's won one. Bryson's won one. Like because it's such a concentrated group at the top, and like it's not even not even concentrated. Like there are legitimately twenty world class golfers at this point. It's just going to be hard for anybody to to have a run that like Tiger had or Jack had or like. Mm. I mean, you know, like it's just, I don't That's a credit to how good the game is. Like you're saying, like the game is growing and these guys are getting better and better each year. And there's more and more of them each year. And yeah, bingo. And for my money, like John Rahm is probably the most complete golfer on the planet. This is a guy who doesn't have a major and it's hard to envision him winning more than five in his career because of how good and how great, how good the game is and how great, like the, the competition is. And I just think this week more than anything, like really proved that. You know, you didn't really have any of the super elites at the top, but like Xander's fantastic. You know, Rom ended up, I think, top fiving. Zalatoris is obviously on the up and up. And Hideki's been a really, really good golfer, like a top 20 caliber golfer for a long time. And he won the event. So, uh-huh. you know, you ju- it just speaks to how deep the, the, the sport is right now. And it's just, it's a really good time to be a golf fan. Um, I can't wait for the PGA Championship in a month. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm that there's just something different about majors, um, but we got a great event this week. The Her- the RBC Heritage is is special to me. Um, Why is it special to you? 
because um, when I started really betting on golf last year during COVID, we hit our first winner here with Webb um, at 30 to one. It was the second tournament back in the COVID break and Webb had a fantastic back nine, basically made every putty looked at, held off a bunch of willing challengers, worthy challengers, answer Berger, Neiman, Sergio. These guys were all in the mix down the stretch and, and Webb just outlasted them. Um, and uh, that, that was the, the first winner. And we followed it up with DJ the next week. And then it was just, uh, and then, you know, hooked so back uh back to the rbc heritage where hopefully um it can be the 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 first tournament where i have won multiple times yep so that being said rbc heritage being played this weekend at harbor town golf links in hilton head south carolina it's a beautiful course it's actually a public course which is pretty cool hmm. um so let's get right to it. Um, there are, there's one guy who, when you texted me this week and said, look at the odds boards, you said one guy you saying is being disrespected this week. You said, name that guy, look at the odds board, name that guy. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the odds board and I skipped over him at first. I did. And I named someone who's also being disrespected that you also like, and you also bet. Um, and that is Tommy Fleetwood at 55 to one. Um, but I figured the guy you were saying who's disrespected by the odds makers was going to be in that mid tier range. So I kind of skipped over the, the top five, six guys, which is what this guy is. And you, I can't believe I missed him. You're absolutely right. It's Colin Morikawa. He is, they're laying a, what do we get? 23 to one on him on DraftKings. Yeah. 23, 22, something like that. He's basically He's, he's 20 to one now, basically across the board, which is right. ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah. So Kyle Morikawa, let's start with him. Uh, you think he's being totally disrespected here and 20 to one in this field is just, it's, you have, you have to bet him. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't, you, I couldn't say it any better. Like there are three players in the world that are ranked ahead of him right now. Um, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm. And that's the list in the official. And only one of them is playing in this tournament. Yep. And um, nobody else on the planet has a major and a WGC in the last calendar year and a regular tournament victory in the last calendar year. Um, The only person on the planet that has more wins worldwide in the last, um, more PGA Tour wins, I guess I should say, since COVID came back is Dustin Johnson. Like, I mean... Colin Morikawa has won one out of every 10 events since he earned his PGA tour card. Um, And now he's going to a golf course that basically rewards precision golf where you hit a bunch of fairways and you stick your irons tight. You are going to win. That is Colin Morikawa's game. He is for my money, the best iron player on the planet. Um, The only person who I think is close is Justin Thomas. Uh, when Morikawa was going well, he's hitting that beautiful little butter cut, um, center cut in the fairway, sticking his irons within 10 feet and just making making his putts. And um, Harbor Town is a short golf course, basically brings the entire field into play because it takes the driver out of your hand if you're a long hitter. Um, if you go back and look at guys that have won the Heritage, um, Webb last year, um, uh, I got 
I'm spacing on on past champions, but basically it's guys that don't that don't really hit it far, that hit a bunch of fairways, um, and are really good at sticking their irons tight. And like that's Colin Morikawa. It's just that's that's who he is. Um, so I love him this week. Uh, so <laughs> I don't really, there's really not much more to say. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's awesome. And this course should fit him and 20 to one's disrespectful. He should be like 12 to one or 14 to one. Like he's that good. He's at that level. So you mentioned the past winners. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting list here. Right. So, so. Yeah, so they're all kind of bunters. And the interesting thing that you have to really think about right now with the RBC Heritage, um, it always follows the Masters. Um, So usually the field is not strong. This year, I think, is different because a bunch of people played the Heritage last year. Like everybody showed up to the RBC Heritage last year. Brooks, DJ, Rom, JT, like Rory. It was just a who's who of golf because people wanted to play golf coming back from COVID. Like that's, that's what happened. So I think there were a bunch of guys that played this course and like realized they liked it. And that's why they decided to stick around this year after the master. So this field right now is probably the strongest RBC heritage field. Um, Obviously not including last year's field, which was ridiculously strong, but this is probably the strongest RBC heritage field that we've ever seen. So like, that's why the the list of past winners is kind of weak um, because it's, it's, but, but they're all similar. Like Wesley, Bryan, CT pan, Matt Kuchar, Jim Furyk. Like these guys are fairways, precise irons, get hot with the putter. Like that's, that's the trick, you know? Mm-hmm. So moving down the odds board, who's your next guy up that you are on? Right. So basically what you're looking for, right. Fairways approach, pretty good short game. Um, Something else about Heritage is it's known to have the some of the smallest greens on tour. I think only one course on the planet has smaller greens, and that is Pebble Beach. Um, one of the other courses that has small, really small greens is um, Colonial, which hosted the Charles Schwab Classic. Um, just something to keep in mind um, because the next guy on my board is Daniel Berger. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Berger hits fairways. He plays Pete Dye tracks. Well, um, he had a pretty good ball striking week last, last week at, at Augusta, even though he missed the cut, he won at Pebble beach this year, really small greens. He won a colonial last year, really small greens. Um, he finished top five at the heritage last year, um, at Harbor town. Um, basically the, the game that, that you want is Daniel Berger's game. He's a great putter on Bermuda. He can get red hot with the irons. He hits a bunch of fairways. So Berger's the next guy on my card. Absolutely. Um, okay. You know, because what you're looking for, I mean, this is a Pete Dye track and, and what that means is like Pete Dye designs his golf courses to really be like thinker type courses um, and to really reward precise iron play. Um, he wants it to be Pete Dye's golf courses are about like, basically anybody can win. You don't have to be like, if you think about Torrey Pines, which is where the U S open is going to be this year. If you don't hit the ball a country mile off the tee, you're not winning. Like you just can't, it's too long. It's too, it's too hard to test a golf. Mm-hmm. Pete Dye's courses are about, well, can you put it in the right places? to make your approach shots 
um, how to, to make it as, I don't know, as, as easy as possible for you to hit it tight to the flag. And, and I just, you want guys that think their way through the golf courses, really meticulous, um, smart, like guys that just really think their way through the golf course. Those are the guys that win at Pete Dye tracks um, and guys that are really precise with their irons. So anyway, yeah. So Morikawa and Berger totally fit that mold. Um, they hit a bunch of fairways. They get red hot with the irons. Um, and I really like the fact that Berger's won twice in the last, his two wins over the last nine months are on courses that have like notoriously small greens, just like Harbor Town does. So I really like that um, regarding Berger. I also have a bet on Terrell Hatton. Um, I saw enough life out of him last week to warrant it. Um, he's probably the fourth or fifth best golfer in the field. Um, after DJ Webb, Cantlay, and Morikawa, uh, I would say Hatton and Berger are probably right there in that that kind of tied for fifth. Mm-hmm. Hatton won a ton over the last year. Um, he's another guy who can get red hot with the irons and red hot with the putter. Um, and I think he played well over the weekend. Like if you look at his stats, like he, he really, his ball striking numbers were good at Augusta. He was in the final group here last year, I believe. Um, playing with Abe answer. So I, I think that Hatton has good vibes coming in here. Um, I really like him in coastal tracks too, when the wind plays up because that's what he grew up playing. Uh, yeah. So I think Terrell Hatton at 25 to one is um, a really good option. I mean, he's a world-class golfer and I think that he's going to get another win on the PGA tour soon. And I think that this is a spot where he can really pop and, it fits his game like really well. Um, the coastal needing to hit fairways, red hot irons. Like I, I do, I really like Hatton a lot this week. So I know that's three, three names kind of close to the top of the board, but like, I think that they're all three kind of underpriced guys that are really live this week. And I saw enough life out of them last week at Augusta. Uh, plus the, the, the style of their game like really fits Harbortown, um, and especially when it comes to Berger and Hatton, I think they both finished like third here last year. So those guys are, are super live this week. Um, so at the top of the board, I like Morigod, uh, Kyle Morikawa, Morigod, the God of Irons, and um, Daniel Berger and Terrell Hatton. Those are my three favorite guys this week. All right. And then moving down the draft board even more, I know you have a, the, or the odds board, I should say, uh, you have a few more guys, two more, I think, on your card. Yeah, so I actually have I have three more. Um, so the interesting thing now is like you can look at the odds board, and there are a lot of intriguing names kind of in this mid tier. Uh, Zalatoris is up there; he's probably going to be popular because he played great last week. Cameron Smith has been fantastic. Corey Connors is twenty three to one to win a golf tournament, and I love Corey Connors, and I think his iron play is going to be huge. I mean, fairways and iron play, Corey Connors should be super live here. But like, man, you got to you got to do a little bit more for me to to warrant being twenty three to one. Um, Paul Casey's been playing great; like, he's obviously you know going to be a popular play as well. Um, Abraham Answer finished second here last year, and you know all these guys are fairways, iron play, get hot with the putter. Answer's kind of a peak dive specialist. Like all these guys make sense being priced in this range, but they also kind of don't make sense being priced in this range because I just think 
Morikawa, Hatton, and Berger on a, are just on a separate class of golfer than like Cam Smith, Will Zalatoris, Corey Connors, Paul Casey, and Abe Answer. Does that make sense? Like that's the last part yeah, yeah, yeah. about why I wanted to be on those three guys at the top. No, because I got they're you. All, they're all priced at a similar range, and there's just a there's just a class difference between Morikawa, Hatton, and Berger versus Zalatoris, Smith, Connors, Casey, and Answer. Anyway. Having said that, there are a lot of guys that are moving down on the odds board that I think have the the game and like the ceiling to do damage. And we talk about ceiling um, when we're in terms of outrights because like you can finish second or you could finish dead last, and it doesn't matter; it's still a loss. So when we bet on outrights, we are betting on guys to win golf tournaments. Um, Kevin Na is a guy who's really interesting. He's got a good good track record here. Um, fairways, hot with the irons, putter. He's he's intriguing, um, but he's priced a little too short. Sung J M's a guy who is probably closer. I mean, he's he's probably better than his odds suggest, but like his irons have been out of whack over the last month, so it's hard to really like him. Uh, the guy I'm looking at is Harris English. We are. We've been big Harris English fans for a while. Yes, we have. Um, he hasn't won for us yet, though. Not for us, but he has gotten the win. Yep. Um, and he won the first tournament of 2021. He won the Tournament of Champions in a really good field, outlasted a, a lot of really good golfers. Um, and he had been tre- he had been trending towards that win for like nine months. Um, and I think after that win, like, I think he took his foot off the gas a little bit and he went through a spell where he was really playing like bad, bad golf, um, like bad golf. Uh, let me, let me pull it up because it was really rough. Um, right. So he went sixth at the RSM fifth at Mayakoba won the TOC. And then he had a miscut at the farmers, a miscut at the waste. He finished 66th at the WGC Mexico, which is a no cut event. And then things started to turn around for him. Um, he played really well at the API. He played really well last week at the masters. And now he's on a golf course, which should really suit him. He finished top 10 here last year. Um, when you think about guys that should excel on short golf courses with Bermuda greens, it's Harris English. He hits his irons. Well, he's a great putter. He hits a ton of fairways. Um, and in courses that are, comparable right the rsm he finished sixth uh mayakoba he finished fifth um windham he finished 23rd uh 17th year last year at the heritage excuse me 17th at the honda last year like short bermuda courses are kind of harris english's jam and like i think he i think he knows that he is in that class of golfer like he's taken that step forward this year and I, he had a little blip, which is understandable after after the loss. But like, I think it's time to get back on the Harris English train. Um, so I'm all bored. I, I really like Harris English. I think you can get him at fifty to one in places, and like that's a great great number for him. Because um, like the, the the signs of life are back. Like he had a really rough stretch, and like it's back. He played great at the API, really good at the Masters, back to back top twenty fives. He may be a little far off, but like. I don't want to wait until he's back being priced in that um, burger and Hatton tier, which is where he was when he won. Like, I think there's a time to jump on him and that time's like right now yep. um, because I'm seeing, I'm seeing the signs of life and I think the course fits and I, I think he likes it here. And 
he's he's from the southeast. He went to Georgia. Like this is this is an important tournament for him, and I, I think that he's being slept on a little bit right now. So I like Harris English. Um, and then the guy that you texted me about, Tommy Fleetwood, fifty-five to one is just a grossly disrespectful number on a mm-hmm. guy who has done so much winning worldwide. Like he was, um, he was one of the featured groups on I think Saturday, Friday or Saturday yeah. on uh, CBS Sports. So I actually got to watch his entire round. I had him in my Masters pool as well, and he he looked great. He really did. He played he played pretty well this weekend. Which is not a surprise because Tommy Fleetwood is one of the best ball strikers on the planet, mm-hmm. and he gained strokes on approach in the Masters. That would mean five straight tournaments where he's gained strokes with his irons. Like, and so the thing about Tommy is like, he just needs to put it all together, mm-hmm. you know. And four rounds, four complete rounds, four complete rounds on the PGA Tour. This is this guy may be the best golfer on the planet that doesn't have a PGA Tour win. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like seriously, and he's won a ton of big events, like on the Euro Tour. Like he's uh-huh. he's no stranger to like winning big tournaments. Um, he just hasn't won one on American soil, and he's you know he's finished top five at multiple majors at multiple WGCs. Like he's come he's come so close, and I just think the like the number is just dis it's disrespectful. At a certain point, you just play the number. And I understand that Fleetwood hasn't won um, on the PGA Tour, but like I'm seeing, like he's not he's not playing horrible golf right now. Like you, you gain strokes on approach in five straight events, like you're you're not playing bad. Like you're not playing badly. Your your irons are dialed in. Um, he he had a hole in one last week at the Masters, I think. Good. So you just you bet the ceiling, and like the other guys that are fifty five to one in that range with Tommy, um, are guys that just aren't in his class, like Kevin Kisner, Chris Kirk, Siwoo Kim, who, who I don't hate here. Um, Russell Henley, like these guys are good golfers, but they're just not at the, the world-class level that Tommy Fleetwood can be at. And I feel like his win will come when no one expects it. And 55 to one just says to me that no one's expecting it. So like you just bet the ceiling um, because I think Fleetwood has the ceiling. And I would be really happy for him. And plus, you know, I like Brits at, at, at coastal courses. They play in the wind. Like, this is what they're used to. Um, so I, I like Tommy Fleetwood a lot this week. And I, I think you're, you're dead on that he is just grossly mispriced um, on the odds board. Want to know um, a Tommy Fleetwood fact? Go for it. So he's 30, right? 30 years old? Yeah, he's 30 years old. Okay. How old is his wife? Oh, I have no idea. I want you to guess. 30? 49. Oh, what? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Tommy, what you doing, dog? She ain't even that cute. Tommy, I'm looking at pictures. Cute. I'm like, what? She's his manager. She was his manager before they got married. You looking at this? <laughs> Bro. I was just on some Tommy Fleetwood research and I saw, I was like, ah, he's married. Let me see what his wife looks like. And then I click on her and says she's 49. She looks old. She's a MILF. I mean, she's, she's, I mean, she's, she looks like she's, I mean, she looks like she's in in her forties. Like, yeah. Late forties pushing 50. Wow. Yeah. Cougar. Yeah. Good for Tommy. Fuck it. Tommy. All right. Cougars. That makes me more confident in him this week. Me too. Me too. 
Uh, just yeah, had to throw that little tidbit in. I thought you'd find that interesting. I do. That just that just shows he's confident. And he doesn't give a fuck. Damn right. Um, okay, yeah. there's one more guy way down the board that you like. Yes, yeah. Brendan Todd. It is Brendan Todd at 100 to one. Is um, I really like it. Uh, I'm not a Brendan Todd guy either. Like, he's just he's kind of a goofy looking guy. Um, he, he bunts it. He hits a ton of fairways. Like I think he's maybe the number one on tour in fairways gained right now. Um, just cause he, he, he just bunts it and hits every fairway. His mm-hmm. irons typically aren't great. Um, but he's a fantastic putter. He's got a world-class short game. I just think the number's a little wrong. Like he won twice last year. He's contended in big events. Uh, and I, he's playing better golf than I think people are giving him credit for. Uh, like, I look at the odds board, man. Brennan Todd at 100 to 1, the way he's played over the last two years and, and the, the ceiling that he's shown versus some of these other guys that are 100 to 1, like like Charles Howell. I mean, this guy's been basically just terrible. Dead. Like, seriously. Um, Adam Hadwin, like, like I God, like, Brennan Todd is just better. He's better than these guys. And you can find Todd at 100 to 1. And, man, like, like, Todd doesn't pop in a lot of models because he really doesn't. Cause like the most important stat is strokes gained approach. And like, I know this is probably contradicting the whole reason why I'm on, you know, Morikawa and Berger and, and Hatton, which are just, I mean, those guys are ball striking motherfuckers and, and Brandon Todd really isn't. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's like, it's just the value. It's, it's the, the value play. And like, so, I mean, the three things that I think are really important this week are hitting fairways dialed in irons and like a great short game because the greens are small. So you're going to have to get up and down when you miss the green. Brendan Todd is top five on the planet over the last three months in fairways gained and strokes gained short game. Wow. So basically he's, he's hitting fairways. He's chipping and putting like a, like an absolute boss. He's just not hitting it close enough, you know, from, from the fairway. So he just needs to have like one good week with his irons and like, he's going to be right there. And the reason why I believe in Brendan Todd to do that is because he's done it, you know, like mm-hmm. he's, he's done it. And the, when he, when he won last year, he won, um, he won Bermuda and he won the Maya Coba back-to-back and nearly won the RSM. He was playing very similarly to how he is now. He was hitting every fairway. He was making a ton of putts His around the green play was good. He just wasn't gaining on approach, but he was like, okay on approach. And then all of a sudden he had two great approach weeks and he won. And all Brendan Todd needs to do because he's so clean everywhere else is just have a good approach week. So I mentioned earlier that this is a Pete Dye track. Well, another Pete Dye track is um, TPC River Highlands in Connecticut at the Travelers. People forget DJ won that event, but Brendan Todd had a three-stroke lead entering Sunday. Three-stroke lead, played in the final group with DJ. So mm-hmm. he obviously likes playing Pete Dye courses. Um, like, man, I, I look at – and I like what I've seen out of him. Like, he's putting great. He's chipping well. Like, his approach play, not so great. But, like, he's gained off the tee a few straight events. Like, he hits a ton of fairways. And he, I think he actually gained on approach at the Masters. And this is a really good golf course for him. And I think people are sleeping on him. And I think he strikes me as a guy that will wake up that you can – like. 
he might be eight under par through through two days and you're like oh brennan todd's right up there and nobody's really expecting it but it wouldn't surprise me and i think that this is the type of course where brennan todd can go win um because everything else in his game is so solid that if he can just have one week like step out there for one week and have dialed in irons like he's gonna be really live um and he's won twice in the last year and a half in the last 18 months he's been in the final group in multiple multiple events uh my god like i think people are sleeping on him so i i, I like brendan todd this may be the, i think this is the first time i've ever bet brendan todd um but i i see value in it um a lot of value so todd is definitely a guy that i am willing to back this week um there are a few other longer shots uh down the board doug gim's a guy who's been playing really well Michael Thompson's going to be like the course history truther. Uh, everybody's going to love him. Um, Tom Hoagie tends to play Pete Dye courses really well. And this is the type of golf course where I think he's live. Um, uh, Mackenzie Hughes has a great, he's kind of very similar to Brendan Todd. Fairway is short game, not great with his irons. Um, but he's one on shorter coastal Bermuda tracks before. So like he's a guy who could be live, I think, in the triple digits. Um, I'm not really going that deep this week brendan todd at 100 to 1 is is the sixth and final guy on my card but i think there's a lot of value on this board because i think the odds makers were surprised by how many um world-class golfers actually showed up to this event so like if you are chasing long shots um i think there are some interesting numbers down on the board for guys that 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 i have bet at less in less um in weaker fields, I should say. So I just think there, there are some value on some guys in the triple digits, but my card, Morikawa, Berger and Hatton, I just think that they are, they are top 15 golfers and they're being priced like in the same range as like top 35, top 40 golfers. And I just think there's, there's a class difference between Hatton, Berger and Morikawa versus the answers and the Fitzpatrick's and the Casey's and, and the Smith's like, I just, Plus the, the course should fit them perfectly. So I really like Hatton, Berger, and Morikawa up top. Um, I'm betting on the Harris English uh, return to form. Um, I'm betting on the Tommy Fleetwood ceiling and Brennan Todd just having one dialed in week with the irons. And like, those are my six bullets. Uh, I really feel good about them. I feel like I have a good grasp on, on the field this week. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm, I'm ready for, for Harbor town. I'm ready to take down Harbor town once again. Second year in a row. Let's see it. Well, Mr. Santu, good insight as always. Got to talk about the Masters and then another golf tournament, as there is one every week, man. And we're about a month away from the next uh, PGA major, which is the PGA Championship. Yep, PGA Championship going to be played at Kiowa Island in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a Pete Dye course, so I don't – so I think actually this week is a little bit, I don't want to say predictive, but like if you can see things from guys this week that impress you, like I think if like Hatton and Berger play really well this week or Morikawa plays really well this week, like I think those are going to be really interesting names then to keep an eye on um, come Kiowa Island. But Kiowa cool. Island is going to be really different because it's 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 similar, but it's different because it's it, that's a really long golf course. Um but anyway, I, I digress. Oh.
Cool, cool. Well, we will catch up uh, next week, and we'll see how these outrights turned out. I'm hoping for another winner here. Let's uh, let's make some money this weekend. Let's do it. See you, buddy.